It's time to get the most in-depth coverage of University of Tennessee football recruiting with Football Futures. Now, here's Josh Ward. Welcome into Football Futures. My name is Josh Ward. Thank you for being here this evening as the show is starting up at a new time, pushed up to 7 o'clock. I'll be with you until 7.30, and then Eric Kane will be with you from 7.30 until 8. You'll hear him on Producing the Facts, his podcast that he posts to the website. You can hear now on Monday nights from 7.30 until 8, leading into the Big Orange Hotline on FM 99.1, The Sports Animal. Tennessee picked up a big win on Saturday. The Vols really needed that one. And boy, did they go out and get it with a 41-21 to win over South Carolina at Neyland Stadium. It's big on the field, could help Tennessee get to a bowl game. Tennessee has a shot to get to 7-5 and at the end of the season, and that can help on the recruiting trail. Jesse Simonton of AllQuest is going to join the show coming up in just a moment. We'll talk about some of the players who Tennessee is recruiting. Jay Hardy sets an announcement date. That's coming up in just a few days. There's also a decommitment to tell you about with Tennessee in the 2020 class. So we'll get to needs. And then in the second segment of tonight's show, coming up in a little more than 15 minutes, you'll hear from Jalen McCullough, a freshman who got a start against South Carolina this past Saturday. The 2019 class continues to produce for Tennessee. There's something else to build on into the future for Tennessee football. As Football Futures continues right here on the Sports Animal with you every Monday night now from 7 until 7.30. I want to welcome to the show Jesse Simonton. He covers Tennessee football and Tennessee football recruiting for VolQuest.com. Follow him on Twitter at Jesse R.E. Simonton. Jesse, thank you for the time as always. And that was a really important win for Tennessee for a number of different reasons. But that was a good one for the Vols on Saturday night. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that was, I wrote it in my review piece. I mean, why don't you, you we'll, time will tell. History will, will dictate whether that was a program defining win, but it certainly seemed. Uh, like a course correction for Jeremy Pruitt, especially just in year two. I mean, the way the season started, you felt the season was kind of sunk after the Florida game. And for them, uh, for the Vols, for the staff, for the players, to all kind of rally after that bye week, at least show a pulse against uh, a top-ten Georgia team, obviously beat Mississippi State, counterpunch Alabama at times, and then come back and put together their most complete performance, I think, since Jeremy Pruitt's been there. I know that the, the Auburn win probably has more cachet a year ago just because you're beating a top-25 team, but I think this win Saturday was the most complete complimentary football performance Tennessee's put together uh, under Jeremy Pruitt. I think that's right. Why do you think that they have been able to make such strides over the last several weeks as you're talking about? Well, I do. I think it's kind of a, a combination of factors, but it ha- the biggest thing has to be, Josh, that just what they're getting from the lines of scrimmage. I mean, the offensive line has shown – uh, real legitimately dramatic improvement. They even lose their two freshman tackles for a time. Darnell only played 12 snaps on Saturday. One, they was able to go back in the game and even actually played some right tackle. Uh, but, you know, Jameer Johnson, I know he messed up, messed up a play or two, but he didn't really miss a beat. Even, even Marcus Tatum gave the ball some serviceable snaps. So what Will Friend has gotten out of that offensive line has opened up some things from the playbook. That's why you've seen Jim Chaney take, take so many deep shots. Uh, the last couple of weeks, and then on the defensive line, Tracy Rocker and Kevin Sherr with that with that you know interior defense, the the, the interior lineman Aubrey Solomon, Darrell Middleton, even a guy like Matthew Butler, John Mincy's been more in the rotation, and then obviously I mean Daniel Batuli was just phenomenal on Saturday. What you've gotten out of Henry Toa Toa, when you kind of put those together, it's allowed kind of the the other parts of Tennessee's team that were already good 
the Daryl Taylors, the Jawan Jennings is to really flourish because if you can't you, you can't protect the quarterback, Josh, obviously it's harder to get you know your playmakers the football. And if you don't have guys on the inside kind of eating up space, um, eating up some of those blockers, it's 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 a little more difficult for Daryl Taylor to kind of wreck his havoc off the edge. The other two things have happened, and again, it's kind of coalesced into letting the better players on Tennessee's team really flourish. Jesse Simonton, VolQuest.com. So still in the early day or two after, but uh, what reaction have you seen from recruits who might have been able to see what happened on Saturday, see another Tennessee win at Neyland Stadium the second in the month of October? Yeah, VolQuest has been able to catch up with a bunch of those guys who both visited officially and unofficially this past weekend. Amari Thomas, I think Tennessee couldn't have done a better job there with a four-star defensive lineman from Briarcrest. It was important to not only get Amari's family here, but his sister, his sister goes to Ole Miss, but is about to uh, leave um, Oxford there as she graduates and, and head off to dental school. So, you know, I think distance, we've talked about it before, distance is kind of the, the, the end-all, be-all, I think, with Amari in the end. Um, he really likes Jeremy Pruitt. I think it, it certainly helps the Vols that he's close with that Whitehaven group that committed just a week ago. Um, so they, Tennessee knocked that visit out of the park. Well, you know, they'll have to wait a little while to see what happens there. They probably won't have to wait quite as long for Jay Hardy. Jay announced that he's going to make a decision a week from Wednesday. Tennessee remains in a great spot there from the four-star defensive lineman uh, from Chattanooga. He also was here officially this weekend, been to campus a bunch of times. He's going to pick between Tennessee, Auburn, Georgia Tech, and Georgia. Um, this is really, if, if you're looking, if you really want to hone it down, probably a Tennessee-Auburn battle. But again, the Vols like their chances there. They also like their chances with a couple other guys who are on campus unofficially, which is, you know, Alabama commit Thayu Jones-Bell. You know, he's a guy that Tennessee and Brian Niedermeyer have been on hard for a while. Uh, he's, liked, he's liked Tennessee a lot, but he committed it to Alabama over Tennessee and Clemson back in the summer. Tennessee actually thought that one stung a little bit because Niedermeyer and some others felt really good about the Vols' chances there. Thayu has continued to kind of look around, though, and I'm not sure, you know, his family is super comfortable with him going to Alabama, maybe want maybe want him to see him end up somewhere else. Uh, so Tennessee's hoping to get him back on campus in December for an official visit before he signs in the early signing period. And I think the Vols continue to help themselves, uh, Josh, with, with uh, Tyler Barron. You know, I, I know he's, you know, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Kentucky, those are kind of, you know, they've all kind of had a flavor of the day uh, with Tyler. But in the end, the Vols have been there, you know, from the beginning. And I don't think he's going to do anything eminently like Jay Hardy. Uh, but I do think Tennessee continues to feel good about its chances there with the not so Catholic lineman. Yeah, you mentioned uh, the Bama receiver commit. Tennessee would love to add another skill position player. You have the, the Jimmy Callaway question as well. What exactly will he end up doing? But Tennessee would for sure love to add at least another receiver to, to help with that position with Jennings and Callaway leaving after this year. Yeah, and, and Tennessee fully envisions Callaway playing, Jimmy Callaway, that is, playing receiver for the Vols. You know, he's kind of the do all thing uh, for his high school team. Um, he plays a little wildcat quarterback, plays receiver, running back, defensive back. He's capable of playing either slot corner or wide receiver, but I think he's too dynamic not to keep on offense. They also had another guy here on an official visit, TCU commit Jimmy Holiday, and he's a guy that kind of wants to play quarterback in college. Tennessee is at least opening up the possibility or idea that he could get a look there, but most envision him ultimately being kind of just a super shifty slot receiver. Um, he has for a pretty dynamic highlight tape. Uh, if folks want to go check that out. Um, so he's a guy that Tennessee also would like to kind of find a way to fit into this class. Again, he's committed to TCU. Um, most schools are looking at him as this kind of 
you know, offensive Swiss Army knife, at least giving him the possibility, because I do think he wants to play quarterback, but I don't think that's going to be his final position in college. So he was another guy here this weekend. We caught up with him at VolQuest.com. We have full interviews on every guy I just named up there so far at VolQuest. Jesse Simonton, VolQuest.com. There is the B.J. Ojolari news, which after Eric Gilbert's commitment to LSU – uh, from Marietta High School, probably not a big surprise, but a loss for Tennessee. Ojolari is a, a talented player. Thoughts on the news and how that affects Tennessee's recruitment on the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, I mean, it, you cannot sugarcoat this one, Josh. This was a big loss, and this one stung, you know, just from an optics uh, perspective because, you know, you get the Whitehaven trio to commit all on the same day the next week. Uh, you know, you, you, you're competitive against Alabama. Then you have uh, you know, your, your best showing of the season with the, with the recruits rocking, dealing, showing out well. And then that, you know, 12 hours later, you lose your number one commit um, in the class. And, and BJ, Tennessee doesn't have another guy like him. They had already lost Jordan Davis, who decommitted uh, and, and has flipped to Mississippi State. It, it's a big loss because they need pass rushers in this class. Daryl Taylor's obviously headed for the NFL. Who replaces him, you know, positionally? Where does Guevara's Crouch kind of fit in moving forward? Obviously, Roman Harrison's kind of gotten some run a little bit. Um, came up in it, good, but they need more pass rushers in this class, and that's now a real void uh, for Tennessee in 2020. Where can they look to find that? I'm not sure. You know, do they see Reggie Grimes as that? Not right now. I think they see him more as just kind of a defensive uh, piece, not kind of a fixture pass rusher. So that's going to be something that they're going to look to really turn up the heat on some guys, I think. Uh, between now and, and both December and February. But there's no, but frankly, Josh, there's not a ton of options, so that's why this loss kind of stings so much. Yeah, that is a tough one. It was big news when Tennessee was able to land B.J. Ojolari from Marietta High School, uh, where Harrison Bailey attends. Ramel Keaton went there as well. Uh, final item, I, I will uh, leave you on a, a more positive note on the recruiting trail. You mentioned the three guys from Whitehaven. They have committed since you and I last talked on this show, but uh, getting three guys from Whitehaven who Tennessee had targeted the last few weeks, why was that such good news for Tennessee? Well, you know, Tennessee has really liked Bryson Eason for a long time. And, you know, that was his hold up. And, and part of the reason why he didn't jump in the boat earlier is that he kind of wanted to play with these two guys, his best friends that he's played with um, since he was in seventh grade. And so uh, Tennessee kind of was slower on the boat for Martavis French, the defensive lineman who was committed uh, to Arkansas. And, and then, they, they kind of really got in late on Tamarian McDonald. Now, McDonald, is a, I, I told you last week, has been a phenomenal high school player. Jeremy Pruitt gets to evaluate him in, per, in person about a month ago. That kind of changed the game for the whole Whitehaven trio. Tennessee made it clear to all three of them, and specifically all three of their families, that, you know, this is kind of how it goes sometimes in terms of senior evaluation. They decided they really wanted them. They wanted them all to come play together. These kids decided that, you know, they wanted to stay in state and represent Tennessee, and and it just gives Tennessee another pipeline in Memphis. Whitehaven is going to continue to pump out prospects as well. So it's to be in Rodney Salisbury's, you know, good graces and have kind of a, a, a flag in that school certainly isn't going to hurt Jeremy Pruitt in the future either. So it was just big. And from a narrative standpoint of getting, you know, 12 stars on one night in about a, you know, 60-minute span certainly looked good for Tennessee's 2020 class. Yeah, that, that can potentially pay off down the line as well. Jesse Simonton, as you covered, VolQuest.com. He and the team there. You can follow him on Twitter, at Jesse R.E. Simonton. Jesse, thank you for the time and the information, as always. I'll talk to you again here soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Josh. Jesse Simonton of VolQuest.com. As football futures continues here on FM 99.1, the sports animal. 
Getting players out of Memphis is always a good thing for Tennessee football as the Vols want to recruit Nashville. They want to recruit Memphis. And landing a group does create headlines. Maybe that can help with somebody like Amari Thomas, a big prospect that Tennessee is recruiting out of that area. I mean, it can't hurt in basketball trying to go after somebody like Kennedy Chandler, just that Tennessee to Memphis connection. But uh, with Jerome Carvin playing a bigger role, getting three players from the same high school committed, maybe that doesn't help with anybody else in the 2020 class. But could it help with somebody in 2021 and beyond? It can't hurt to have some guys from Memphis on the Tennessee football team. And recruiting in-state will continue to be so important for the volunteers because I think you're going to continue to see big-time prospects in Memphis, in Nashville, and the mid-state area, and in East Tennessee as well. That's going to continue to be the case, and it will continue to be a priority for Tennessee's coaching staff. At least it needs to be. Coming up in the next segment of Football Futures, you will hear from Jalen McCullough some thoughts on this 2019 class and the early production that we are seeing from the players who are in their first year on campus. We'll get to that and update on the recruiting rankings for you before producing the facts takes over at 7.30 with Eric Kane. That's right here on Football Futures. My name's Josh Ward. You're listening to FM 99.1, The Sports Animal. Hello again. This is Matt White with White's Marble Works. Well, fall is here, so why don't you make this holiday season special by treating yourself to the dream kitchen you've always wanted with new granite or quartz countertops. At White's, you can skip the big box store and come straight to the manufacturer. We offer free in-home estimates, and we have hundreds of colors and designs to choose from. And don't forget to ask about our fall specials. Stop by our showroom in Sweetwater or give us a call at 423-337-2138 or visit us online at whitesmarbleworks.com. White's Marble Works, quality stone products since 1870. The future of college football. Now, back to your host, Josh Ward. Welcome back into Football Futures here on FM 99.1, the sports animal. Eric Kane will take over coming up at 7.30. You can hear the Big Orange Hotline at 8 o'clock right here on the sports animal. So, Tennessee coming off the win against South Carolina has to feel a lot better about where things are. I mean, compare the conversation now to a month ago when Tennessee was entering the month of October with games against Georgia and Alabama, and then Mississippi State and South Carolina planning to come into Knoxville as favorites against Tennessee. Tennessee was an underdog in all four games in the month of October, and Tennessee leaves the month with a 2-2 two and two record. You could do a lot worse. So Tennessee has to feel a lot better about how things are going right now, and there's a big chance for Tennessee to go win at least three games and potentially four in the month of November. And if Tennessee's able to get to 6-6 six and six or 7-5, and five, That could really help Tennessee's program moving forward. There's more for Tennessee to sell on the recruiting trail. Tennessee could get Jay Hardy's commitment next Monday. The Vols have to at least feel really good about that. And then you hope for some kind of snowball effect if that happens. So good times right now for Tennessee. Much better than the conversation in the first week of September and the first week of October with where things were at the time. More positivity for Jeremy Pruitt and his coaching staff out on the recruiting trail. I think Tennessee can also sell this. The 2019 class is really working out so far for Tennessee, and we'll see how they develop. But the early signs are for sure positive for Tennessee. When you think about Wanya Morris and Darnell Wright playing big roles for Tennessee on the offensive line, Henry Toho Toho starting and playing a big role at inside linebacker for the Vols, Quavaris Crouch has played a lot, Eric Gray has gotten some playing time. Uh, you know, think about a guy like Darrell Middleton. He is not a freshman, but he is a part of the 19 class, and he has really improved as the season has gone along. Yeah, Jalen McCullough 
get his first career start this past weekend against South Carolina. And McCullough is a guy that I've mentioned as the season has gone along to pay attention to, especially with the unfortunate injury to Trayvon Flowers. That opened up more of a playing opportunity at safety. So Jalen McCullough played a good amount against Alabama and then again this past weekend, and I think that will continue into the future for Tennessee. Of course, Brian Maurer has started at quarterback. Uh, You have J.T. Shroud, who's a redshirt freshman, so not a member of the 19 class, but he's played a good amount as well. And others are going to get an opportunity as either the season goes along or their careers uh, continue as well. But Jalen McCullough met with the media after the win against South Carolina on Saturday, an, an impressive guy, and he talked about getting his first start, the development of the team, and then there are some follow-ups in there about the way that this team has come together this season. Listen to true freshman safety Jalen McCullough talking about UT developing on Saturday night after the win against the Gamecocks. Well, you know, I just let that speak for itself. Um, I feel like we're getting stronger and stronger as the season goes on, so we're just going to keep playing, keep going to work, keep getting better. Why have you guys gotten stronger as the season has gone along? Why have you progressed the way you have? Well, we're just coming together closer. We're just coming closer as a team. Um, we're, we're starting to focus on the details and the little things more. Um, and, you know, that's, that's shown out on the field. What's helped with you guys getting closer as a team, do you think? Uh, just just going out to practice and having a good good mindset and a positive energy, you know, looking at it as a work day and just just bonding, you know, just getting closer to each other which is making us a better team. You're, I think, the seventh true freshman to, to start a game this season. What is it about this class where a third of y'all, eight games in your career, already started to play all? It's just, you know, Coach Pruitt, when he was recruiting this class, he, he always preached, you know, the opportunity is there. So we've just, we've just taken the opportunity. And we just play. So, you know, Coach Pruitt has, has faith in us. We just got to go out there and execute. Tennessee freshman safety Jalen McCullough. And if Tennessee continues that, if Tennessee continues to work on the practice field and these young players develop, and as far as we're talking about this season, the seniors continue to lead because Jalen was also talking about Juwan Jennings and the way that he practices and seeing him go to work every day and put 100% effort into it that's something that you hope young players are paying attention to, that players like Ramel Keaton and Jared Means at wide receiver see, that Jalen McCullough on the other side of the football see, that Wanya Morris and, and Darnell Wright, Eric Gray, that they're paying attention to that as well. And credit to the seniors, not just Jawan Jennings, but on the offensive side, think about Jarrett Garantano, how he's continued to work. He's a uh, fourth-year junior, but he's uh, a fourth-year guy. So he's played a lot of football, and he has not played well a lot of the time this season, but he's continued to work, and he's actually gotten better as the season has gone along. But even after the Alabama game, the way that he got back to it last week. Then on the defensive side, Daniel Batuli has done an incredible job. He's a SEC Defensive Player of the Week. Also, Juwan Jennings getting Offensive Player of the Week honors. And then Brandon Kennedy, a senior who has really improved as the year has gone along. He has been really a stabilizing force there in the middle of the offensive line, SEC Offensive Lineman of the Week. Trey Smith is a junior, but for sure a leader on this football team. All of these guys, the way that they've played, uh, Daryl Taylor, I don't think I mentioned him, those guys have helped lead Tennessee's football team, and the young players have followed along, and that makes Tennessee a more complete football team. It's good to see. It says something about the way that the players have continued to work. It says something about the connection that the players have made with the coaches, which was being questioned after week one with the performance against Georgia State, and I would say rightfully questioned. Tennessee's coaches may have questioned and, and, and looked at it and said, we haven't done enough here because 
I don't think they did. But to their credit, to all of their credit, they've improved as the season has gone along, and now they have a nice opportunity heading into the month of November. And if Tennessee has more success, Tennessee can turn that into more recruiting wins as well. When you look at the recruiting rankings, this week Tennessee has the added commitments from the three players at Whitehaven, Bryson Eason, Martavius French, and Tamarian McDonald. Tennessee loses B.J. Ojolari, which is a big loss, as Jesse was talking about last segment. The Rivals rankings has Tennessee at number 23 in the country, and in the 247 Sports Composite, you can find Tennessee at number 21. There are a number of SEC schools still ahead of Tennessee. As you look at the uh, the national rankings, LSU is number one in the country according to Rivals. Clemson is number one there. Clemson and LSU flip-flop there. You also have in the SEC Alabama, Georgia, Texas A&M, Auburn, Florida, South Carolina, and Mississippi State ranked ahead of Tennessee in the rankings. But part of that is the number of commitments that they have compared to Tennessee, the point totals that they get. Like if you look at Rivals, Tennessee's average star ranking, 3.44, which is ahead of Ole Miss, Mississippi State, uh, and South Carolina. So the Vols, I think, are in good shape. Losing Ojolari is no good, but beating South Carolina is. And if Tennessee can go get players like Jay Hardy and Tyler Barron and add another wide receiver, if Amari Thomas were to join the class, I think Tennessee would feel really good about where things are. And recruiting stays fluid. You know that. So Tennessee will continue to recruit other players as well. I mean, Chris Morris is committed to Texas A&M. Tennessee will continue to recruit him there. So Tennessee heads into the final month of the season. The biggest focus is on the field, but recruiting never stops, and I have it covered for you right here every Monday evening from 7 until 7.30 on Football Futures. Eric Kane is coming up next with more on Tennessee's win against South Carolina. It was a big one for the Vols this past weekend, and then the Big Orange Hotline will take over coming up at 8 o'clock. My name's Josh Ward. Thanks for hanging out here on Football Futures on FM 99.1, the sports.